The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Thousands of teachers and other school employees are currently eligible to receive the COVID-19 shot in Central Virginia. But as Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports, being able to go back to work safely isn't the only reason why they chose to get vaccinated. Almost 4,000 teachers, police officers, and firefighters got their first COVID-19 shot at an event last week that was hosted by the Richmond and Henrico Health Districts. One of them was Melissa Temple, the principal secretary for Arthur Ashe Elementary School in Henrico. It was just like a little pinch, like a mosquito bite. Temple says she misses her students and that now that she started getting vaccinated, she'll feel a lot more confident when she returns to the classroom. We want to give the best support to our kids. Diana Shreve, a retired substitute teacher from Henrico, says getting vaccinated is the best way to protect her family. Shreve lost both her husband and her mother to COVID-19 within the last four months. Now she wants to feel safe looking after her grandchild. I urge everyone to get it as quickly as possible so that we can get through this pandemic and get back to our new normal. Earlier this month, Governor Ralph Northam said vaccinating Virginia's 285,000 teachers and child care workers is a critical step in reopening schools and furthermore the state economy. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. At vpm.org news, you can read more about educators in our community and what motivated them to get vaccinated. The Chesterfield Board of Supervisors says Virginia's effort to vaccinate residents is, quote, totally defective. In a letter sent to Governor Ralph Northam yesterday, the board says it's run out of patience. Board members also ask why Chesterfield isn't getting vaccinations as quickly as other localities. The county's recent order of 8,000 vaccines resulted in just 1,000 doses delivered. According to NBC12, Northam says the national supply is limited and adds the state is close to its goal of administering 25,000 shots a day. Northam says more information will be available at today's press conference. Starting this afternoon at 2, VPM News will be streaming the governor's press conference on our website, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. An internet outage affecting the East Coast brought the Virginia Senate to a standstill on Tuesday. The day's Senate floor session, which is when final votes are cast on bills, was delayed by three hours because of what clerks described as an unstable live streaming system. Both the House and Senate have been broadcasting their meetings online during the pandemic, allowing for virtual public comment. The Washington Post reported that the outage affected users of the popular app Zoom, as well as Verizon Fios and Amazon Web Services. An important tradition in Virginia politics is advocacy groups bringing their members together at the state capitol to hold demonstrations and speak with lawmakers face-to-face. COVID-19 has changed all of that, but as Patrick Larson reports, advocates are finding positives. Normally, the nonprofit Voices for Virginia's Children would bring youth advocates to Richmond during the General Assembly session. This year, the legislative process is coming straight to constituents. Here's Chloe Edwards with Voices. The virtuality of advocacy in in nature has increased access to decision-making tables because 
were able to have statewide representation, but hop on Zoom meetings without the travel time. Advocacy groups I spoke with said the virtual option means more flexibility. Anyone can log on to a committee meeting, say what they think, and get right back to class or work. But there have been some technical issues, with at least one resulting in people not getting a chance to speak in a subcommittee hearing. House and Senate clerk staff say there has been little public interest in face-to-face meetings with lawmakers, which are available with precautions. Patrick Larson, VPM News. The General Assembly is considering a bill to change the name of Virginia's portion of U.S. Route 1 from Jefferson Davis Highway to Emancipation Highway. The bill from Fredericksburg Delegate Josh Cole would not impact Richmond, Alexandria, and Fairfax County. Those localities already renamed their portions Richmond Highway. Delegate Danica Rome, a supporter of the bill, says enactment will be delayed until 2022 in case other areas want to vote on a different name. It's more or less telling you know, every locality um, throughout one quarter in the Commonwealth, you have until the end of this year to pick a new name, otherwise we will pick one for you. The bill initially would have renamed the highway after Mildred and Richard Loving, two Virginians who were instrumental in getting interracial marriage legalized. The family asked lawmakers to pick a new name, saying the couple never wanted all the attention. A criminal justice reform advocate will challenge Richmond Delegate Jeff Bourne in the Democratic primary later this year. As Roberta Roldan reports, it's the first serious primary challenge Bourne has faced. Richard Walker is a president of Bridging the Gap, Virginia. The nonprofit works with formerly incarcerated people to help them overcome barriers to employment and health care. Walker says he plans to focus his campaign on access to education and affordable housing, issues he sees every day. And it's sad to see that so many people are suffering based on the limitations that are placed on them from the policies and legislation in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Walker himself is formerly incarcerated. Since his release in 2004, he's been one of the loudest voices for felon voting rights restoration. This is a first primary challenge Delegate Bourne has faced since winning his seat in a 2017 special election. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Starting Wednesday, Chesterfield school board members will begin a series of virtual town halls. Ian Stewart reports. This time of year, school boards are focusing on budget priorities for next fall. But in Chesterfield, board members are straddling a rift created by COVID-19, pitting parents against each other. Some are calling for virtual classes until all teachers are fully vaccinated, while others are celebrating the return of elementary students to in-person learning on Monday. But even though students are poised to return, the debate on whether that's safe or not is a major topic on social media. Meanwhile, officials have said the three virtual town halls will be focused on the budget for all five districts. Each will be streamed on the district's Facebook page and YouTube channel. More information is available at mychestfieldschools.com. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Businessman Pete Snyder became the fourth Republican to formally announce a bid for governor on Tuesday. As Ben Pavier reports, he's pitching himself as an outsider who can break the GOP's losing streak in Virginia. Snyder spent much of the last two decades in the tech world. He's critical of what he calls career politicians from both parties. That includes Kirk Cox, a long-serving delegate who's running for the Republican nomination. You know, a lot of the woke crowd, they, they talk about systemic problems in Virginia. I see a systemic problem. It's systemic incompetence that has come from the ruling class in Richmond. Snyder set up a fundraiser during the pandemic to help small businesses. A contrast, he says, with the politicians who've been raising campaign money. The entrepreneur has also spoken highly of former President Donald Trump. 
That's one reason a spokesperson for the Democratic Party of Virginia called Snyder a far-right conservative. Ben Pavier, VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, January 26th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.